0: All right everyone, we are back vlogcast number 19. It's been a, it's been a wild week. We're going to try to change the subject, change the tonality of the week. You know, make things a little brighter, you know. It's been a down down week, you know. No apostle talk. I'm going to try to be no apostle talk, you know. There's been some really positive things you've been uh trying to teach people how to make uh, big arms and shit. <laughs> 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 what?
1: what? No, that, was, that, was, that was the weakest attempt At starting
0: a conversation I've ever seen you make Oh, You flustered me with the Apostle talk man <laughs> you know, The Apostle talk brought bad memories Look you know? man I
1: mean we had A long exhausting week on Twitter I was fucking I, You know I went back to Northern California Last week Oh, that's right. You had a, a speaking thing, right? Yeah. Like, less than a week after I, I had gotten my dick cheated off, mm-hmm. I'm all of a sudden right back at the JetSuite X hangar in Oakland. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I
0: don't funny. know how
1: I got here again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I did a, a speaking engagement. At Google. And, uh, no, one of our former Academy attendees, uh, Hish. I apologize. I'm not even going to attempt to say your last name. The Silva. No. No. No.
0: He kind of looks like a little Brazilian.
1: Um, he is a junior VP, I believe. What Bank does of that the even
0: mean? It means he's high up, man. Well, you're a junior VP. That, is, that means you're like a senator. No, what it means <laughs> is that you're 38. Okay, fair enough. Wow, well, like, 38 and you're a VP of something? Yeah,
1: of a major finance institution in Silicon Valley. That's pretty nice. So, yeah. Let let me just frame this out for you, how this was presented to me. Okay. Hey, man, I love the Academy. I think that what you guys are teaching is applicable, widespread to, like, uh, think tanks and, you know, anybody who's put into uh, a decision-making, I guess, like, state of mind on a consistent basis where they're not just, you know, operating on defaults. And he's like, all right, so we got to get you on speaking circuit. I'm like, that's ambitious but Mm. okay he's like uh i'm coming to your to your speaking engagement uh for the drugs and alcohol thing and i'm bringing my bosses and he's like you're just gonna wow them and i'm like okay i'll try (laughs) right so sure enough he shows up front and center they come they watch me speak um he hits me up he's like it was great you know i i need you to come talk to my team and i'm thinking like oh his team you know eight people yeah when do you want me to come uh we're, we're doing the like third quarter state of the union in october like i'd love to have you come then be no big deal i just want you to talk about like optimizing decision making and kind of the the processes you go through and how poker has helped with that get off the phone with them and you know me man you didn't, I, you didn't do shit until you got there Two days before. Okay. I, I outlined it almost in your head though. In yeah. my head. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was doing a lot of <laughs> mental work, but yeah, not a lot of pens hitting the paper. But like you
0: envision you speaking.
1: Yeah. But also I had like a really good comprehensive, uh, visualization of like what the talk would look like start to end. Mm. So it was really a matter of like dumping it from my brain to paper. But for me, that's a hundred percent the hardest process. That is hard, yeah. I just struggle with it. So, you know, I kind of put it off. I had like, a couple months to build this talk. Um, and through follow-up conversations and stuff, I was like, hey, send me an outline of like what you want so that I can be clear that I'm hitting all the points. Uh, you know, like what's the audience like? And he was just like really, really flipping about it. He's like, all right, yeah, yeah, So he sends me an outline, two bullet points. It's so, like, <laughs> yeah. I want them to make better decisions and I want them to cooperate more. It's like, okay, like I feel a little weird because I'm not talking to poker players. So I don't know how much of that I can work into right, the framework. Right. But, like, you know, I'll do my best to make this, like, more of a general TED Talk kind of thing. So, then he hits me up. Uh, I was staying at his place. So, I was flying in Monday night and the talk was Tuesday morning. He hits me up on Saturday. So, like, 48 hours prior to the talk. He goes, hey, man, what's up? Uh, You got a slide deck to send me? A slide deck? (laughs) Holy shit. I'm like, no. Right. I didn't think I would need one. Right. And he like kind of seemed to have a little concern, and I'm like, I'm really confused. What you want from me, man? Like, am I giving a presentation, or is this more of like,
0: like a talk, like a TED like an talk, talk.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, No, no, the ladder's fine. Don't worry about it. So of course I panic. Yeah, of course the ladder's fine is not right. Like... So I spend the next two days making a slide deck. Oh god. And I just put together like this pretty comprehensive thing, which is good. It made me like really. Uh, visualize the talk a little bit better and like I, I knew like where my transitions were going to be so I feel pretty good about it going in Monday I show up to his place watching the Steelers play the Bengals and we just kind of get to chatting around halftime and I'm just like so you never really told me like how big is your team and he's like ah not that big like 60 to 100 people
0: that's a big team
1: <laughs> I'm like what the fuck, man?
0: speaking of a football team.
1: Yeah, I'm like, what, what, do you, what do you mean 60 to 100 people? Like, who am I speaking to? Because in my head, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm speaking to a small group, like, of 5 to 12 people. They're probably all executives. So, like, I'm just going to speak to them on a higher level where it's like, you know, I don't want to be condescending in any way where it's like I'm saying things that they already know. So, like, a lot of the talk was based around, like, um you know, formulating decisions through a why narrative instead of uh, a what and how and like root cause analysis and stuff like But things that like, there's a chance that they would be privy to already. So like, I really tried to dress it up and, and make it something where uh, I thought I could draw some like poker parallels and, and at tie in like risk and finance and stuff like that. So then he's like 60 to a hundred people. And I'm like, What's the range here I'm dealing yeah. with, man? Like, am I talking to, like, interns all the way up to execs? Like, what yeah. and he's like, buddy, you're going to be fine. Don't even <laughs> worry about it. He's just, like, reassuring me the whole time. I'm losing it, man. <laughs> I'm, like, internally just, like, melting down. Like, oh, God. I'm going to bomb this speech. That's because you have
0: you have pride in your work,
1: though. Yeah, for sure. And also, it's, like, now all of a sudden I'm second-guessing all the time that I didn't spend, like, really critiquing this talk you know i didn't give it in the mirror first i didn't record myself doing it i didn't go through like all these necessary steps because in my head if i'm talking to a group of six to twelve i'm just doing an academy talk and i'm comfortable in that scenario and i know the material so like i don't have to worry about like getting caught off guard Mm. but now all of a sudden i got a slide deck right i got 60 people in a room I'm supposed to be like, you know, following some sort of organized structure here. And I'm talking to a wide array of of people where it's like, you know, I have to kind of hit all uh, or touch all bases. And now I'm just like in my head. Mm-hmm. So finally get there the morning of, I realize I have no conclusion. So like I write that up real quick and I have like, you know, half a page written, all this other stuff. And then I walk into the room. Uh, so like, you know, prior to me going on, Hish did his like State of the Union where they went over the numbers and all the shit that's going on for work. And then he introduces me. And this whole time I've been in like a green room almost. Wow. So like, I'm just like sitting there waiting and they come and get me. They're like, you're ready for you. It's like, okay. So I come in and he's like introducing me, like basically saying why they should listen. And I realize that like, I'm in what can only be compared to like the recreational area of a, a, a dorm room quad. Like, wow. There's a kitchen. There's two couches. There are people in chairs. or are some standing. There's like one guy laying on the couch. There's what? like someone else on the floor sitting that Indian is style. An insane and stuff. I'm just like, all right, the formal talk is out. That's all right. very clear. All right. So I go up there. I have like six pages of notes in my hand and a deck of cards. And I was going to hit them with the while wow statement, you know, just mm-hmm. be like, um, you know, do you know that? over the course of the existence of cards being around, it's unlikely that any two decks have ever been shuffled the same. And it's also unlikely that in the existence of mankind, like the sun will likely burn out before that actually occurs, right? So I'm gonna hit them with it, you know? And I fucking get up there and I'm trying to unpack the deck of cards. I'm like, all right, who here is familiar with the deck of cards? Obviously everyone's gonna raise their hand, you know, get them engaged. And now I'm fumbling the deck of cards because I have my notes in my other hand. And I just, like, drop my notes. Wow. The box of the cards fall. And I just, like, gather myself, regroup. Everything's kind of fine. I get through the intro. The intro's good. I nail them. And then I just realize, like, I'm already off topic. Mm. And I've deviated from my notes. So I just put my notes down, and I just end up winging the whole fucking thing.
0: <laughs> I feel like you do that pretty well. Do you remember one thing you told them? Like, you remember one big takeaway?
1: Um... So there were a couple that were like, I thought good points to hammer home. Uh, One in particular was uh, at the end, they actually engaged in the Q and A, which is kind of surprising in these types of things. Like usually people just don't have very good questions. Um, But one woman asked me, "How uh, how do you put yourself in a mindset where when you're forced to act under stress and act strategically, how do you train yourself for those types of, of moments. So effectively, mm-hmm. like I had mentioned the limbic system and, and mm-hmm. fight or flight and stuff like that. So she asked like, how do you train yourself out of fight or, fight or flight? And then also how do you execute in real time this strategy that you've been working on for a long period? Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a great fucking question. Yeah, absolutely. Because that means that some portions of this talk actually like hit home with her mm-hmm. in some capacity. And uh, you know, the big takeaway that I was just giving was that like, you know, the big reason for the engagement in fight or flight is because fear presents where knowledge lacks. Yeah, absolutely. So the best thing that you can do is train off the table, present yourself with more knowledge, and then suddenly it becomes a lot more second nature the more reps that you get in. And that seemed to be like a pretty sufficient answer. She enjoyed that. Um,
0: the actual part where... Do you think that's, that's, that's always true? Because I feel like people black out. I feel like you yeah. have to almost envision yourself... In that situation before you enter the
1: situation. I think the blacking out phase occurs whenever you've replaced the fear with knowledge, but you don't have the reps yet. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I know for sure, like... Like, I can't just hand you uh, a solve in a very specific spot and then expect you to be put into that spot tomorrow and implement perfectly.
0: But what if you envision yourself in that spot? Right. That's a rep, though. Okay. You're, you're getting reps in that yeah, way. yeah. Because sometimes um, I envision myself like in, in situations, but like not like envision myself like, oh, like I'm walking down the street. I'm no, nature- no, no, no. But yeah. like actually like thinking, okay, like I am maneuvering through these situations. Yeah. Like, so funny
1: yeah. enough, that was the other point that really hit home with everybody. Um, one of the other portions of the talk that I was talking about was developing protocols. Mm-hmm. And how I feel like, and I talked to Nick about this actually on the podcast where mm-hmm. he's very similar in nature. <laughs> Get that grown in. Um, but a lot of the ways that I develop protocols is figuring out like worst case scenarios and then working backwards. So I'll put myself in a situation and this has, this has happened to me a a few times recently and it freaks me out because I don't sleep well thereafter, but I'll be like lying in bed, like dozing off or lucid or whatever. And maybe I hear a noise of the dog barks or whatever. And suddenly my adrenaline starts pumping and immediately what comes to my mind is that's when you're happy. I'm upstairs.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Chin's upstairs. Please. We gonna get these guys together. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that, that's what I'm happy. Conrad sleeps by the door. He's the first one out. <laughs> All right, but go. but yeah. So like immediately, what goes through my mind is like, okay, if somebody was breaking in right now, what would be my recourse, right? Mm. And I just start working backwards through like, well, what's the worst case scenario that there's multiple uh, intruders that they have guns that they shoot the dogs that you know I'm kind of at their mercy. If that's the case then how am I going to work myself out of that situation? Right. And like, you know, you just run through all of these why statements of like, well, why did the intruders get in, in the first place? Cause I didn't set the alarm. Well, why am I not able to defend myself? Well, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to shoot anybody. Right. Right. That kind of thing. So like, you keep working backwards, keep working backwards and all these other things. And eventually what you arrive at is like, okay, I don't have a proper protocol for uh protecting my house yeah so i
0: develop one you know it's like i
1: yeah you develop escape an escape route you develop uh an alarm system you get a chin no i i I just (laughs) say
0: well you get a gun yeah you get a gun (laughs)
1: right you do all the things necessary to like protect Mm -hmm. yourself protect your uh your family friends whatever um and like that's how these protocols are born they're out of necessity but you have to put yourself in the extreme and like or uh nick was mentioning this on uh, (laughs)
0: <laughs> you don't even like breaking them up You don't even like breaking them up That's the best part about it It's the look you give the, me man It's <laughs> the best part about it
1: Go It's ahead. the coldest look <laughs> in the world Like I'm cheating on you or something um, <laughs> you, Hey
0: man I don't like that the guy that fuck you made my flag disappear Okay Like He censored my chair Fucking doesn't smile He whole, didn't make your
1: flag disappear It's still sitting upstairs for whenever we did the podcast up there five weeks ago Bring it back
0: down, Nick. You took it up there. (laughs) Bring it back down anyway, Nick. Don't become (laughs) me sitting in my chair, not smiling. People not having a good time. All these fucking big words, hallucinogens and shit. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, so the protocol of getting the gun.
1: But yeah, yeah, so basically we went through a bunch of extreme examples uh, of like, you know, um, what what would help develop protocols. And I think that kind of landed, like a lot of the follow-up questions were Mm -hmm. then you know, how do you uh, set yourself in a position to actually begin to implement these whenever it's not life or death situations. And, you know, hopefully that was the, the big takeaway is that like there's a strategic approach to almost anything. I don't care if your job's in finance. Uh, I don't care if we're even talking about relationships. Like at the end of the day, there there's a strategy to employ. And I don't want to make it sound so cold where it's like uh, you're trying to figure out how to get the best out of somebody. But in a lot of instances, because we're exploitative creatures, uh, rather than putting ourselves in a scenario where we're trying to avoid exploitation, what we actually want to do is try to encourage cooperation, because that in and of itself is going to like reduce any sort of exploitative measures that take place. Like you know, I don't know, somebody cheating a fucking stream for a quarter million.
0: Ah oh, man, I was in a good mood. I was in a good mood. I was in a freaking, I was in a good mood, Burke. Oh man. All right, so let's talk about because this is still a poker a poker show and like a loose way. So, I do want to dive into that situation of, of, like, envisioning yourself in situations to allow yourself to implement better. Because mm-hmm. a, a lot of the people that I, you know, work with, teach, that are, you know, a lot of times they know the right answer when we're in conversation. And then I'll see an else, and I'm watching them play, or they'll send me a hand to you. I'm like, what the hell just happened? this is not what we trained for. I can relate to
1: that. You know what I think a big part of it is, is the environmental element and how when you're in the training environment, um, that part is just ignored or disregarded, right? Mm. So, like, you're not taking into account the actual human interaction. Like, this exact spot is against Mike now, not against the ghost, Mm. and I know certain things about Mike, and that's going to... Uh, that that's a bias that's going to impact my decision making process, no matter how well we've trained. I feel like every
0: time I've gone that route within the last two years, and I wasn't certain, mm-hmm. I've been wrong. Like I don't know when I... it fucks me. Good is
1: whenever I start
0: thinking about what
1: they think about me instead.
0: Yeah, of course. Where I'll just convince myself yeah. that hands exist that don't because it's me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, and it's just like you're over-adjusted in, in some in some way, but so how? See, because I think that we're we're in a state of poker where a lot of people know a lot of the same things, mm-hmm. and you know, some people know it to a better degree. Some people have strengths in the in the more psychological. The separation
1: is a lot less clear, right? Yeah,
0: but I feel like the implementation is very different mm-hmm. because. I don't know how to explain I guess like... Well, just look at the difference between you and I.
1: Yeah. Our games are built out of the exact same strategy. Mm. Our execution's comparable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I take more liberties than you do. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, you might play a little bit more by the book in certain spots. Mm. But also, like, when people are viewing that, it's probably scenarios where, like... You're playing a game that's pretty big for you. And if mm-hmm. I'm playing the same stakes, then it's moderate or small. For sure. Right? So it's like
0: Right. If they were watching me playing like a a, a game that I'm like exceptionally rolled for, like maybe yeah. a two, five, five, ten game. Now I'm like,
1: Right. Our boundaries uh, just expand right. compared to uh, you know, the the relative risk at place. So it's like we're born out of the same material. It's like I I coached you for many, mm-hmm. many years, and that's not to say that you don't have your own separate style or or understanding of this game or whatever the case may be but like we come through the same relative yeah we still talk shop yeah we're relatively in line yeah people people think we are polar opposites you were regarded (laughs) the internet said the poker guys said that's right that christian soto is a theoretical genius
0: they don't lie it's just you know we're just different i have a
1: computer science (laughs)
0: background I'm, I'm taking more math classes?
1: True or false? Got. It. You've taken a game theory course. No. Okay. True or false? You've taken a statistics course.
0: Yeah. Okay. To what degree? No, just a one.
1: Right, right. Like just a general prelim a general yeah, stats pre-reg. class. Okay. Yeah. I'm only bringing this up not to discredit you but just that how ridiculous of uh, mm-hmm. a comparison. It's not even to say that you don't know the theory. You do. You Let study, me ask you something. You study, think, study a you lot. You think
0: Beethoven took music class? <laughs> I don't. That's right. All right. I'm I, sure could some... ha- I could have it. Without... You know, I'm sure somebody taught him. No, he the just basics. fucking knows. You think? You think Bruce Lee took martial arts class?
1: Yes. Yeah, I do actually. I'm certain that he had a sensei.
0: But he is the sensei. Yes, he, <laughs> he trained into one. No, 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 no. This is the thing that you don't understand. Some people are gifted. You know, some people are gifted. I'm gifted in poker. Look, you know? man, I don't doubt your talents at all. And I, I don't even doubt your understanding of the theory despite being I relatively that, no, untrained. I, I think that people just view us differently for no, I don't know what reason. Oh, I, I think there's a, a very clear, at least from my point of view, there's a very clear reason. I don't, I don't see it as much like, as everyone else like, or how you see it, I guess.
1: Well, I guess to, from, from my vantage point, it's, uh, I've put myself in uh, a point of scrutiny to where you, know, you kind of love me or hate me. I've made myself much more polarizing. Right, right. And you know, whenever I talk theory, I just get accused of thumbing through a thesaurus. Mm. When you talk theory, you communicate in a very understandable way. But also you have the uh, preface of nobody critiquing you or nobody critiquing your gameplay. People just think you're good, Mm -hmm. right? Where like when you start playing 100, 200 plus, they'll start off by thinking that you're good because you're on a hero's journey. right? But if you become a staple and start doing some shit or start losing, I Mm -hmm. mean really ultimately that's what it comes down to. Uh, that was, that was the other major backbone of, of the talk was process oriented thinking versus object or object oriented versus uh, results oriented thinking. And at the end of the day, our audience, despite their, their best efforts are still results oriented thinkers, right? Like we know that that's, that's exactly what we're trying to teach people out of. That's what the community as a whole is kind of on board for no matter how much they want to say like, nah, I don't even care about results. It's all about, did I make the right play? It's like, all right, well define to me the right play.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure.
1: And it's like, well, did I make a bet when my hand was better than my opponents? And it's like, that's, that's not how that's we not how judge it. Right. right? Did you lay him an exorbitant price where his hand was correct? to call. Okay, right. you might have made the wrong play. right? Or right. are you
0: representing the amount of combinations that you should hear, etc., yeah. etc.? Yeah,
1: do you understand the range versus range interaction in this point? Probably not. Okay, you're probably not making the right play. Or right. at least not nearly as accurately as you, you would like to think. So, you know, unfortunately, we're simple creatures that like to distill things down into binary options. And ultimately, we end up being pretty results-oriented. So if you get yourself out there and you start getting your fucking head kicked in, then all of a sudden, you suck. Yeah. So
0: who and taught, you don't know anything about theory. Who taught Bruce Lee? I don't know, man. See, that's who you are. Would and you? I'm Bruce Lee. <laughs> I'm fine with that. You see, you're the guy that taught Bruce Lee. And then I became Bruce Lee. I, that's fine. I'll be the forgettable one. I'm I'm
1: totally fine with that as long as you end up with uh,
0: those type of results. You can have some of the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think that. You know, I'm the one that smiles. I'm the one that always, like, makes makes things happy, and you're the serious one. That's only so, on podcasts. So that's why people are like, nah, fuck Bergy. He plays too many hands. Like,
1: you Did you ever imagine a time in poker where people would be upset at the person who plays too many hands? I think that, you know. Do you remember the the huge
0: phase where nits were hated? Yeah, that was the dirty years. Yeah, yeah. The early years, everybody hated the yeah, nets and yeah. then I don't know what happened. So I really weird. don't know what happened. This is what happened for real. For people real. want answers. I don't know what happened, but they pinned the, they pinned the Garrett as the good guy and you as the bad guy, and that that was He's it. He's
1: so pretty. He's I mean,
0: a, he has everything that you want in
1: in a superhero. Yeah. Right. He's. He's a risk taker, he's self-made, <laughs> he's, he's, your, he's your. super intelligent, he's good looking, he's humble because he actually has like, he's, he's like vulnerable in a way where he admits to being depressed in the past and like, you know, you can see his kryptonite. He always says he sucks. Yeah, super <laughs> self-deprecating. Like, right, right. he's just everything that you want to embody in a hero. And I love that about Garrett. And in a lot of ways, I'm everything that you want to embody in a villain, right? It's right. like, I have a chip on my shoulder. I have a little bit of arrogance. Uh, I grew up an athlete. Like, I just have a competitive streak that's second to none. These are all things that are very unredeeming to an audience who wants to choose a... Re- and then I lose all the fucking time. Like, I just lose a lot. And he wins a lot, you know? He's ran Like, He's half ran a million hot. goes in with aces versus kings. He's going to have the aces, and I'm going to have the kings.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh... That
1: was bad. And, like, they get to the ride the roller coaster where everybody's like, oh,
0: he hit a king. Check, <laughs> check.
1: Is that an ace? He did it again. <laughs> My man.
0: It. He did it again. Let's get him. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that, you know, that's an unfair, like, I feel like it's an unfair uh, burden that they put on you.
1: Like, yeah, but imagine how he feels every single time he has to fill the question of, do you and Berkey play exactly the
0: same? He does feel that question a lot. That's definitely true. Yeah. But I see the at least before, like maybe two, three years ago, I saw the similarities. You guys played, you did play a lot the same, and then you both kind of like veered off in a way where, like, he became a little bit more. uh, I mean, he played
1: on TV nonstop. Right. His strategy had to change.
0: Yeah. His strategy. His strategy evolved. Uh, He had to protect. In my personal opinion, I think his strategy. Devolved, but that's my opinion, and yeah, I don't I, play with him every day.
1: Right, and I don't think devolved is is necessarily a fair yeah, term. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just think it like I think what you're trying to say basically is like he got less gangster. He yeah, got, he and got maybe much that was more protected.
0: Pro- right. That was a, maybe that was a product
1: of the he's playing the same people. That's what I'm saying. He's right. playing on stream all the time against the same people. He just has to protect himself. He can't play the exploitative style. But also, like, we're the reason why you saw so many similarities is because we came up very similarly. Right. Mm-hmm. We were. I mean, yeah, he was G-man online, but like, let's let's be clear, Black Friday was eons ago at this mm. point. We, we all have these like second careers post-Black Friday. And uh, the reason why you see so many similarities is because we understood that live hustle, right? We understood what it was like to give action to get action. We understood what it was like to entertain the the right people in the game mm-hmm. and to just, like, be uber critical of the guys who are bad for the game. And, you know, you'll see Garrett has, like, changed that persona about him a little bit because he's just forced into that arena where, like, the guys who used to be really awful for the game are at least guys who will sit now. Where in the past, like, you didn't have to drum up asses for seats, mm-hmm. right? And, like, you just didn't want this uber knit sitting in the five. You'd rather play eight handed instead of nine or seven handed instead of eight, whatever. So, you know, I think a lot of the similarities that you saw where we both recognized that the key to making maximum amount of monies in soft environments was being able to play a higher volume of hands than everybody else. We both recognized that the key to being in soft environments where action was fluid or fluent rather, and, um, you know, kind of flowing through us was to be, engaging was to be uh you know very i guess competitive and challenging against the people who were negative ev for the game or who sucked ev out of the game and then being very cordial and sporting to the people who provided a lot of ev to the Mm. game yeah um and i think like you know the reason why you're seeing such a divergence now is because again like you know he is the staple of a, a weekly stream game with the same cast of characters Um, you know, he's kind of playing, uh, a lot bigger, um, when available than, uh, he probably did on the come up. Yeah. So he doesn't have to hustle as hard any longer. And that's not to say that he's not putting in work. What I'm saying is that work is different. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not, he's not hustling up a game. He's not keeping games going for two and three days
0: on end. He's not like, uh, and maybe he is behind the scenes. I don't know. He is a little bit. I've gotten. I've gotten a little bit of word of the LA scene. He still, you know, sends out invites and yeah. kind of gets games going.
1: Yeah, but I guess so like my point is, uh, I don't think he's playing to eat anymore. I think he's playing to live, right? right which is way different. And you know, kind of the same for me. Uh, I got into a cushy spot. I, I got into an invite only game where those chops are still greatly revered, right? So like those skills aren't necessary for the games that he's he's kind of playing now, and it's much more important that he protects himself. Where for me, it's like. I need to be the guy who is driving conversation, driving action, giving a little bit back, and making my ass in a seat valuable to the game runner and you know the the people who enjoy playing with us.
0: I think we're getting to that time where like you know, I think I'm gonna take a shot at the throne. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go at him. <laughs> I think I think it's like you know, he's ran too high. It has to run out, unless this motherfucker's possible. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't I don't think you gotta worry about that. Nah, I know, I know. I'm just I'm just teasing. I, I wouldn't put him on a heater check though. One of my goals for this year is definitely to play that Friday game more. Yeah. Like I think I only played it once. Um, but I want to play it for a couple reasons. Like, I think that I really think I can hang, but it's different to say it and then like sit. With Andy across from you, sitting with like two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and like Andy, you know, Andy's gangster man. I, I think Andy is. I I'm gonna need to visualize beating Andy because I I he'll I, I, give he, you problems. He he gives he's a tough player, and yeah. you know that group of that collective is not a tough lineup to to. I'm sorry, it's not an easy lineup to beat when you have this mixture of of styles. Right. right? The G Man matched with the Andy, matched with an art, match with a with the with the GTO bot of uh the you know the young kid Well, I forgot his name now with like the curly hair, glasses, white mm, Dan Zack? Dan Zack. He doesn't yeah. live there anymore. Okay, but like okay, the yeah. old, older but that mixture is is a unique uh kind of mold of a game mm-hmm. where it's like it takes talent to beat that sure that lineup you know yeah. because each individual person has their own kind of strategy but you have to still beat the game right, as, right. A, as a collective right so uh, i don't know i just want to throw my hat in the ring i think that i am prepared enough to handle it and then i'm if i get beat up i get a little bit beat up it's fine sure but if i win yeah we're back baby we're fucking back. Software Y, Google, <laughs> Upswing Better Watch the Fuck Out. Sure. I don't see Doug Polk in those games. <laughs> I don't see him. you retired, man. I don't see him. So, you know, don't be talking shit. I don't see you out there. I just <laughs> see. You know what I do see? I see Al Sharpton. That's what I see. when what I see. Is, it. What does that mean? He's there when like a big event happens. You know, when possible thing comes out a video comes out. Right. When you fold nines full, a video comes out. Yeah. But every day, he ain't there. You know where he is? Fucking crypto land. (laughs) That's where he is. He's just chilling in crypto land and then he hears like, oh, Berkey folded nines full. (laughs) And then he's like, Berkey? I fucking hate Berkey. (laughs) And then he comes out and makes a fucking video. The fuck, man? Yeah. So, that's all I got to say about Al Sharpton. I don't know. How do you feel about him?
1: Um, I think Doug is a, I think he's like the only talking head of our generation, if that makes sense.
0: Uh, Daniel was kind I
1: of. Say, that's what I'm saying. Our generation. Oh, our generation. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I think that like he does what like Negrano did for the previous generation, mm. just in a way, way more savage way.
0: You think? Do you think Doug Puck likes you?
1: I think he's probably utterly indifferent. Yeah. Um, but I also don't care.
0: But I think he likes using you as like Oh, for like sure.
1: A, like to stir shit up. You for know? sure. For sure. It's just like I'm low-hanging fruit and I have just enough name recognition where like it boosts views and things like that. Yeah. Like during the whole Postle thing, he tweets this this thing out like, you know, it just dawned on me, but uh, in order for that hand to get changed from eight six to eight nine. Like, somebody in the back would have had to have taken upon themselves, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, just dawned on you? (laughs) I screenshotted the DM from the day prior whenever I said to him, hey, it'd be great if in your video you put a big emphasis on the fact that RFIDs don't work this way and the cards don't just magically change. Somebody had to have had perfect information in real time.
0: Right, yeah, I saw that.
1: And it's just like, okay, like... You know, obviously, there's no interest in in any of these things. Like, we got into a heated debate, not even heated, just a a silly debate, I guess, where he and Perkins were kind of uh, insinuating that the only thing that matters to fat loss, or the most important thing that matters to fat loss, I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth. Uh, You can go back and read the tweet storms. But effectively, the premise was that all that really matters when dieting for the purposes of losing weight is calorie in versus calorie out. Quality of calorie means nothing. And of course, Dan O'Brien and myself, we took the other side where it's like, you're just fundamentally wrong. You are solving a micro issue for a macro system right. where, um, yeah, sure, energy expenditure and resting metabolic rate and all these things are going to dictate how much we should consume and uh whether or not we're in a surplus or uh in in deficit, right? But it's virtually immeasurable. Like one of them told me to get my BMR checked regularly. It's like, I've done that, and it's variable, mm-hmm. right? Like on any given day, depending on how much sleep I had or when my last meal was, how fasted I am, how much water I've taken in, what time I got the BMR tested, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It would range from anywhere to like my baseline being seventeen hundred calories, all the way down to like fourteen hundred calories.
0: Why do you think? Why do you think that? You know, you and I—we've definitely kept up with like the recent science of nutrition fitness and stuff like that. Dan too, and, and yeah, and those scientists aren't even sure about these things, right? Right. Like, and here we have
1: two guys. One of which, Doug was like admittedly overweight and lost it all simply by eating a caloric deficit and walking more. Mm. And then Perkins, who's just like, you know, a fucking genius, but also wants things to be kind of neatly packaged. Like he just kept reiterating, uh, this all just boils down to a physics equation. It's like, no, it doesn't. If it did, then we would have goddamn answers. Right. Like all the data scientists and researchers and everybody else is not overlooking something so simple right this is a very very complex set of systems that all interact with one another and change based on infinite variables so the whole point that like dan and i were trying to make is like well we don't know like we can't ever say anything as simple as like just eat fewer calories and you'll be fine because you don't know if it's sustainable number one that's the biggest thing right Is like how long can you be in a caloric deficit Number two, you don't know what took place through your hormonal system and all of these other systems uh, throughout the course of you actually gaining the weight that now has to be reset through the process of losing the weight. We don't know what necessarily controls those things either. But what we do know is that by eating a whole foods diet and by uh, you know basically controlling your portion size in that regard, you become satiated easier. So you're more likely to consistently eat at or around whatever your, your uh, baseline metabolic rate would insinuate, right? And it's like, we also have to recognize that there's massive margins of error. You can't just say like, oh, I'm moderately active. So I burn 800 calories a day through activity. It's like, you don't know. And any measuring device you use
0: is gonna be off by maybe a factor of 10, who knows? I mean, if Doug Polk wants to join your Discord group, it seems like a good seems like a good plan, bro. The Discord group blew up. Yeah, the Discord group blew up. I think let's do uh, let's do two more topics. I think I do want to talk about the Discord group. I want to move away from Al Sharpton. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, shout out to the boy. Well, he does he does a lot of good things, um, you know. But he always, he's always like taking shots at us, like you know, like I'm tired of that shit, man. Go back to crypto. <laughs> um, fucking Al Sharpton. Anyway, Discord group. You decided to put out the challenge out there to the community. It wasn't meant for the community for what it's worth. It just happened that way. That's a good thing, though. It's like an organic yeah. thing. Like, you put it out there. People wanted to join you. I saw a lot of photos of people. Um, and that's a positive thing. And kind of, like, do you feel like you're impacting the community in a positive way outside of, like, strategic things?
1: Um, I hope so. I mean, obviously, like, that's that was ultimately the reason for for like throwing it out there. It was really one of these things that I spent like, you know, we, we, we initiated the idea here on the pod mm-hmm. and it was one of those things that like I kicked around for a while and I was like, okay, I'm going to organize this because like, if I know anything about chin, he's going to be much more motivated by a piece of paper that I can put in front of his face and say, I want you to check some of these boxes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to me saying like, yo, you got to go to the gym 20 times next month. <laughs> right. Cause it's like, it just doesn't mean anything. It goes in one ear and out the other. So it's like, uh, I put the whole thing together and I was just kind of looking through it and it's like, this stuff's pretty good. Like, I don't really see anything. I, I showed it to Rob to make sure that like I wasn't being uh, haphazard with anything, like putting a move on there that maybe would be detrimental to somebody. He kind of gave it the thumbs up. and I was like, you know, I don't see anything on here that, that wouldn't be beneficial to at least try. Mm. And there were a few things I had on there that like I'm not pumped for. Like I put uh, be vegetarian for 30 days. I put give up caffeine for 30 days. I don't want to do either one of those things. Like, I enjoy eating meat. Mm. Um, but, you know, I can do those things. And I don't see any long-term side effect right. to a short-term change. And I'm more than willing to be open to it. So, it's like, if I'm going to put go keto for 30 days on the challenge, well, then I should fucking put be vegetarian for 30 days, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, for like, sure. Like, if I'm not willing to test on myself, I shouldn't be asking other people to just trust me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I came up with, like, this this really – Uh, not not complex, but but pretty comprehensive. Yeah, Yeah. uh, challenge that's going to take place over the next 200 days. But the whole idea of it is, uh, you should really be checking off boxes like maybe every two to four weeks. So there's a lot of small goals that lead to very big ones. You know, it's like lose five pounds, check a box. Run a mile in a week, check a box. Go to the gym three times in a week, check a box. Go to the gym five times in a week, check a box, right? So we have all of these small goals that we can continually build off of and get that positive reinforcement over and over again. And I just kind of looked at it and I was like, you know what? Maybe other people want to do this. Mm -hmm. So I just posted it in my Instagram story and they have this chat feature where you can attach a chat and people can sign up for the chat and then you can just converse to the group. Now the chat's limited to 32 people. I didn't realize that so i post and i have 32 people instantly in there and the chat's full and i'm like okay so i post the second one chat's full it's like what's going on here man mm-hmm. <laughs> people are really digging this so i do it two more times both those chats fill so now all of a sudden we have 125 people that are just like in it and they're pumped and i'm like all right i'm going to create a discord channel and i'm going to try to like organize this as best i can so I created a Discord channel. Charged them five bucks each. I didn't charge them anything. Oh my god. We're just in there. Oh. I, I put Rob and a few other people in there. Google. I, tweet, oh, I tweeted god. about it. Uh and yeah, we got up to like I think
0: we're at like 265 people right now. That's really awesome. I feel like that's a very natural thing for you. Like, like it's I feel like in a different life you would have been like a sergeant in the army. No. No, no, no. no. A general? No. You, I mean more so a general. A than colonel. Sergeant i'm I don't even know what a colonel is,
1: <laughs> all right here's the parallel I think you're trying to draw is that when when pursuing a bigger goal, I'm happy to take the reins.
0: No, I just think you want to see people do push ups
1: no that see that's that's what I'm not into like a lot of the things that you would align with being a sergeant or a drill sergeant like is not for me.
0: I know we had this conversation a long time ago, like. <laughs> No, not doing like, shit again. But, like, when playing but baseball,
1: I like, I was the first one in the gym. I was the last one to leave. I was the one, like, behind people barking in their ears, like, you got to get that next rep, and you got to do all this stuff. How many girls are in this Discord chat? I don't know. I didn't pick through. There's some. Gianna's in there. Who? Uh, Gianna. She came to the like, – she's the one who worked at Amazon They came to the academy. Oh, yeah. She's super she's cool. She's not first name. Basis <laughs> with Basis. You're talking man. about the wrong company, man. Yeah. You keep saying Google. You should be saying Listen. Amazon.
0: Cut, edit Amazon out of here. I don't want any problem. I've been building this thing since day one. She is on a first-name
1: basis with Bezos.
0: Yeah, I know, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) Like, if they were in the same room together, they would be on a first-name basis. This is a Google podcast, okay? This is an Amazon podcast. Whatever you say, man. Okay. All right. So, 265 people. When they complete this challenge, what's next?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, i not got there yet. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are like some pretty lofty goals in there. So, like, uh, Rob actually had his open house or his uh, grand opening for the gym. And like, Ryan Smallwood came to that. You know, he's got a big journey ahead of him. He's, uh, I think he says like 300 plus. He's looking to lose like 100 pounds. Um, he suffered through the workout with us. That's the best way I can explain it. Like, he was miserable. You know, Dude, he, it's
0: miserable. I've been there. Yeah. Like, I was there at 285. I'm down to 235. Um, it's not easy, though. Like, yeah, and it's he, not easy. it was
1: just the body burn class, right? So it's like, it was a lot of simple movements, and he's like, this sucks, man. He's like, you show up every day, and, like, I get it, but this sucks, and I'm like, just keep coming. Yeah. You know, so it's like, everybody's end goal is going to be very different. Uh, for some who are, like, a little bit further along, hopefully they're going to, like, run a Spartan. I'm going to try to organize something like that for the spring. Uh, so this whole thing ends in, like, mid-April. I'm going to try to, like, maybe see what's going on in Vegas around that time. Um, I actually was put in touch with uh, man his name is Zach and I can't remember the name of the app but it's it's a fucking great idea. So this app that he developed uh, it basically sportifies um, health and nutrition mm-hmm. so you can create goals and then like compete head to head against somebody or get a group of people and co- compete collectively. and the next step is they're gonna try to uh, like kind of turn it into like fantasy football. So, you know, effectively, like, there'll be a scoring system of some sort and they'll be playing, competing in tournaments for like a prize pool. So I'm, I'm linked up with him. I'm gonna try to create like maybe a novice group and then an advanced group where uh, we just kind of like divide the goals and it gives people something to strive for. Uh, it gives them a sense of community. Maybe we'll put up like some sort of small free roll. I'm sure a lot of these people are poker <sighs> players. I
0: thought you were gonna say a small paywall. <laughs> someday man someday
1: um but yeah like you know i i have i have high hopes and the good news is is that like everybody's really proactive right now so it's pretty low overhead for me
0: like i feel like that's a thing you can mesh within the company walls right where it's like it's something you are very passionate about it's something that you are very knowledgeable about and have resources like you know dr edwards works yeah. with us rob works with us rob's obviously an expert in you know movement and body and and and, you know body lifting and all these things Um, and obviously dr edwards is exceptionally knowledgeable in all these things you know biohacker you know he's pretty much a biohacker you know shout out to google um so yeah i mean it's just it seems like a very natural fit
1: yeah ideally my my biggest goal would be if somehow some way i could make it so that rob is training everybody in this group Mm-hmm. Like just for, even if, even if they're like on a three day a week functional movement plan where he just has them stretching and moving and, and doing things that are going to increase their quality of life and health. Um, and, you know, I think that that's feasible. I think that if him and I put our heads together, we can develop some sort of like online platform or online program where they're effectively like, I don't even want, uh, you know, I would much preferred to just like help him out and make it worth his time. But what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, I don't need a cut. Man, I need
0: to give it to me. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, ideally, like my my biggest form of satisfaction would be if like there was very low friction between everybody in that group being trained by by Rob and his
0: counterparts. Yeah, that's great, but like these lights and this microphone does not pay for itself. Yeah, all. yeah. I understand. Someone all down the line. Google, it's like, it's like Facebook. It's like Facebook. Yeah. You know, like oh, you have to make it cool first. Right, right. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, that's you know. Bro, it's
1: all about and the community,
0: man. It's We're all about the community. No, to serve. I, I, I agree with you. So, last thing. Um, the young prince launched his course. Yeah. I'm usually not big on like promoting other people's shit, you know. But it's a big deal because I fucking saw it every day on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it finally is here. Yeah. You got a sweater if you got it early. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, I told him we didn't want it. Good. I wasn't going to wear it either. <laughs> um, but Young Prince launched his course. Fatal halt launched his course. We took a look at it. Yep. I thought it was very well done, actually. It was. It was annoying. Um, the production level is off the charts. I
1: think it's a lot of like, I think it takes like the best elements of what we do. And packages it in a very, very short, digestible manner.
0: That's what I was a little bit surprised about. Because I was like, wait, how is turn play, like, the entirety of this is so short. Let's get
1: something right up front. This course is not for a seasoned poker player. Okay. It is very, 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 very basic. Very rudimentary. Uh, The annoying thing is it mimics almost identically what we plan on launching for free in January. Mm-hmm. So good news is ours will be free. Bad news is Fader has already put it out. Um, now, obviously we're going to tweak it. We're going to do our best to make this our own. But yeah, you know, p- poker is a small yeah. community. The strategies are all very similar. You know, uh, there isn't, especially when you're talking about entry level stuff, when you're talking about learning the simple how-tos, uh, the, the math that drives the game, how to start to begin to think in terms of hand-versus-range and range-versus-range, you know, all of these metrics are, are kind of solidified. And nobody wants to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Right? All we're really concerned about is delivery. And I think that that was made abundantly clear in like the delivery. Ah,
0: of, don't say the name, man. Don't say the name.
1: Whatever. Ah, the, cut that out. The, <laughs> the delivery is phenomenal. The production value is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's easily digestible. The quizzes are good. So, you know, it's, it's, it's frustrating to get beat to market. Hmm. But it's nice to know that we won't be charging 1500
0: For the entire... Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to
1: view the same thing.
0: Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the reaction is. Oh, it's so annoying,
1: though. Like, we've been working on this thing for months.
0: It's normal, though. I yeah, mean, yeah yeah it's normal i think that the goal's still the same right the goal remains the same he put out a product it's still 1500 it means that our product is worth 1500 or in the ballpark of 1500 sure. which means it's more value to the people that, that are getting it for free and yep. they're more appreciative it creates the community and you know we're here for the people yeah this is what What? you wanted we're not here to create a successful business we're just here to make sure no one else succeeds (laughs)
1: like oh you're charging money for that we'll do it for nothing
0: people do call you the dark the darth vader of uh who of poker i've heard that i've heard that like a lot from who like i've just seen that around i don't even watch star wars like me neither star wars was before my time it was like
1: it came out 82 i think was the first one so like when i was born but like what does that even mean
0: I'm the bad guy? I told you this for a long time ago earlier in the podcast. You are the Darth Vader. I'm like, who's the, who, who's the good guy? Luke? Luke. is That's me. He's his son. That's, <laughs> that's what happened. You're the Darth Vader and I'm Luke. That's what happened, man. I
1: don't understand this analogy at <laughs> that's, all. That's what
0: happened. People think you're the bad guy. They think I'm the, I'm the good guy. Man. And then at the end, they're like, you're my whatever. What is it <laughs> <doing? laughs> Like, what is it? Don't you worry, know. they'll just cut to a graphic Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happened Alright, well Wide range of topics Obviously, it was a dark week in poker Hopefully This podcast finds you well And we will be back Next week with dark... Darth Vader Darth what, what the fuck is a Darth? I don't know, man We're out of here Darth Vader, Luke